What's up, everyone? Welcome to a bonus episode of the Pokemon Podcast. It's super effective. I'm your host, Steve. With me is Bobby. Hey, how's it going today? It is going well. Good, good. We got way too much news last week between Scarlet and Violet and Pokemon Go Fest, and I wanted to talk about Go Fest, and I'm sure you wanted to talk about Go Fest. Yeah, for sure. I know. I was thinking about that when you were putting out this week's episode. I was thinking, how are you going to fit all of this into one episode? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a lot. Um, you know, I and, and I think last GoFest, we, we did some bonus podcasts and stuff. But this year, I opted to um, stream the entire GoFest uh, with my IRL backpack. And that was super fun. And uh, at least for me, offered probably an experience that other people don't get. Uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then um also you know i get the i get the feedback or i get people's reactions in real time of how they're feeling about go fest whether that's positive or negative um and then you know we we could have greg and will on the show but they were in the same locations as me doing kind of the same thing um so i think to make this a more dynamic episode or a more interesting episode you know you played in a totally different area in a totally different time zone probably doing different things than i did <laughs> yeah, I would say it was definitely a different experience. And I do want to hear more about I mean, I have seen you stream before, like when you came to San Diego. Uh, but that was t two years ago with like Twitch gear that they yeah, had given you. Yeah, they um, Twitch let me borrow so, a backpack. Yeah, I'm I'm interested in like how that's changed since then. Uh because I don't know. I mean I would I would have watched you, but I was out playing. <laughs> so <laughs> no no chance to do that. <laughs> yeah. Um so we're going to start, we're, we're just going to talk about the two days, try to keep this to an hour, um, try to cover everything we can here. Uh, this was actually published this morning. We're recording this on, on June 8th. Um, I did want to wait like a day or two to see if Niantic said anything in regards to their vision of what happened this past weekend. And here mm -hmm. it is. Uh, so this is off PokemonGoLive.com. It says, we are, we're grateful for a successful Pokemon Go Fest 2022. What an incredible weekend. Pokemon Go Fest 2022 start off with a bang. Let's look back on celebrations of our uh, as we continue with our in-person events in Berlin, Seattle, and Sapporo. Uh, this year's Go Fest brought celebrations of gratitude and community. We kicked off with a two-day global event. Uh, trainers caught over 1 billion Pokemon. Trainers spun over 750 million Pokestops. Jeez. And trainers collectively explored 100 million kilometers. I don't know what that is in freedom units. Uh, on the on the first day of this year's GoFest, trainers worked with Professor Willow to determine the best way to find the mythical Pokemon Shaman. That hard work was paid off. Tra trainers were able to encounter Shaman in its land form, marking the first time that was able to be caught in Pokemon Go. On the second day of GoFest, ultra wormholes formed in the sky, and the formidable ultra beast Nihiligo appeared in five-star raids. To make things worse, Professor Willow went missing. In all the commotion, trainers met the mysterious Go Ultra Recon squad member Re. Together, they worked to catch Nihiligo and bring the celebration back under control. Thank you for making this two-day global event spectacular. We are so grateful to see trainers celebrating around the world, whether it was at home or out with friends. Uh, we're excited to keep celebrating with you at our in-person events. Uh, GoFest will continue in, in person in Berlin, Germany, Seattle, Washington, Sapporo, Japan. Tickets will be available. And don't forget that this year's Pokemon GoFest will end with a finale 
on August 27th. Uh, and so, yeah, they <laughs> there's maybe a couple things they're missing in this blog post, but yeah. Uh, let's t- let's let's start with the let's okay. So the the event was fifteen bucks, mm-hmm. uh, which was more expensive than last year. Uh, last year it was five dollars. I do want to remind people that it was five dollars for two reasons. Number one was because it was their five year anniversary, mm-hmm. uh, and they did say that this was a discounted price. They said that multiple times. Uh, and number two is they actually had a sponsor last year. Um, Google Play sponsored, and if you had an Android device, you got it wasn't even that great of a you got like a, like two incubators and an incense and like ten peanut berries. But <laughs> I forgot about that. I didn't real. I don't think I realized that last year's was sponsored, or I I didn't notice. Yeah. So if you go back that. to the promotions last year, it, it, so this if you look at the this year's promotion, it says Niantic and the Pokemon Company presents Pokemon Go Fest 2022. If you look at last year's, it says Niantic and the Pokemon Company. And Google Play presents GoFest 2021. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. That's uh, a, this kind of calls back to like how they two years ago told us that like the remote raid passes were at a discount, right? Like Mm -hmm. it's nice. They may want to throw in a reminder to people just so that people aren't, because I do know people were like, what? Last year's was only $5 and it, my thought was like, yeah, but it was the five year anniversary. That was like a whole symbol thing about it being five dollars because five years. Like the year before that, I think it was twelve, wasn't it? I think. Yeah, for... I want to say. So it it's like... not like. Yeah, I think it was twelve. I think it was twelve the year before. Um, it was definitely you... more than five. Yes, uh, you could you so... could argue that you know the year it was twelve, it was two days, and this is theor- te- not technically it is. This is a three day event actually. Um, yeah. So yeah, you could argue true. that, I suppose. Yeah, I think so. Um, and ultra, also the better ultra unlocks, but we'll get into that later. But yeah, I th- I think that it, you know it being fifteen dollars is a bad comparison to last year, just because of the fact that it was that the whole point of it being five dollars was it was five year anniversary, and if they had the sponsorship from Google, that makes even more sense to be able to lower the price, um, but making it very symbolic with being the five year anniversary, uh, you know, makes sense. Yeah, and like the Google sponsorship isn't anything that weird. I mean, they they spawned, they were working with what both Verizon, T-Mobile originally when it launched, right? Or like mm, all the T-Mobiles. Yes. Yeah, so they're very. So T-Mobile, I don't know if people remember this. I think it was both Sprint and T-Mobile when you went. They're one company now, right? <laughs> yeah, they, they are. When you went to the first in-person Chicago Go Fest, uh, there was uh, like I, I can't remember if it was either Sprint or T-Mobile or both. But they would give you like exclusive stuff because they were a sponsor at the time, right? Um, and I remember okay. there there was a, a a again Sprint or T Mobile store next to the Target I used to go to in Milwaukee. After GoFest, there was I don't know if you remember these. There was these little like patches. They were level 10, 20, 30, 40. Yeah, they that's were, what I was gonna bring up. They were yeah, it was first, Sprint. It was Sprint. Okay, it was Sprint. They were first available at GoFest. But if you went into the store as a Sprint customer and showed them your Pokemon account, they would give you those badges at a Sprint store. Mm-hmm. Yep. When the Sprint partnership ended, uh, all of those, at least in the Milwaukee area, all of the Sprint gyms just vanished. Which yes. I, I think I talked about on the podcast that I was like, why? You're, you're just That doesn't benefit any of your players of just removing all these. Like, I get that the sponsorship is over, but just like, 
get rid of the sprint logo i guess i yeah right I, it seemed like uh a, a terrible move to get rid of the stop but i do understand the idea that hey you're not paying us anymore we're not going to direct people to your store yeah but i don't i mean it was definitely not great for the for the players who had nothing to do with any of that <laughs> yeah because i think i think it was either sprint or t-mobile owned boost mobile mm-hmm and the yes. Boost Mobile near my house had a gym, and then that was gone one day. <laughs> that's unfortunate. Yeah, that the spo- that's happened with a few different sponsorships, I believe. Do they still have the Starbucks sponsorship? Can't remember. I still I, see them, but I, I don't know. I don't think I don't think they do, but I don't think they cut the the stops and gyms like they did. No, I think if you spend Starbucks, it's also sponsored. I know they okay. have a McDonald's sponsorship, but that, from my understanding, that was only in Japan. When I was in Japan, all this McDonald's said, like, sponsored. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, we have a, that's right. I have a Starbucks up the street. <laughs> Actually, it's not a Starbucks anymore. It's nothing now, but it's still a Starbucks stop. Uh, so that's weird that they didn't change that out or something um, um, because there's no Starbucks there. Like, it's, it's an empty building <laughs> at this point, but there is a Starbucks stop there. So I know, I know the Self Road did, like, um, like a pricing analysis and everything on the fifteen dollars, you th- technically got your money's worth in in the items they gave you. Mm-hmm. So both days you got nine free raid passes, which if you bought those separately would have been uh, eighteen dollars. Uh, and then I think you get like eighteen raid passes and a couple other stuff for like the the fifteen dollars in the in the box bundle or whatever. You're right. Yep. Um. And then as you did the research, you got incense and incubators and stardust and experience, you know, whether you care about that or not. And uh, <laughs> and then you got shaman. And I guess you could argue in day two, you, you kind of guaranteed yourself to get a Nihiligo as well. Before we get into the pricing, I feel like... A lot of people base events off the amount of shinies they get. Absolutely. And I talked to Niantic on Saturday morning. Sorry, Sunday morning after <laughs> after day one. And they almost seemed annoyed when I talked to them. <laughs> uh, maybe because they probably got the question a million times from other um, like news outlets or creators or whatever. Uh, but they said they the shiny odds were exactly the same as last year. They said, we did not touch the shiny odds. We did not make it harder to get shinies. They're this, they, 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 for better or worse, they copy and pasted the, the shiny odds from last year. <laughs> I honestly, I mean, sample size one here, but I felt like that felt right. Like based on how many shinies I got, I got eight shinies in the, you know, in the day, in the first day, I, I felt it felt similar to last year. So I didn't really come away with it. I, I was kind of surprised at first because I forgot that like last year it wasn't like a community day. It wasn't like community day odds. So as I was first going through them, I thought that. But then as it went through the day, I was like, oh, that's right. The GoFest isn't nearly community day odds, but it's definitely not full odds. So yeah. I don't know. That felt right based on how I was playing my game. And then on Monday, myself and other, again, YouTubers, creators, Journalists circled back to Niantic and asked again. And they said, now that all the data has come in, the amount of Pokemon caught for the amount of shinies caught were 
identical, not well, like nearly identical percentages as the year before. Mm-hmm. And they, they, they're, they're. I don't think that they'll ever like publicly say that or like need to prove that because like who right. are they proving it to? Like people are like, <laughs> right? The people who like, already spent fifteen dollars to play the game that they're going to do again next year, right? Like, like even if they came out and said like. I guess like they could tweet like, "Hey, the shiny odds are exactly the same as last year," but the people that are upset, in my opinion, are that's not going to make them feel any better. Right? Exactly. It's just going to lead to more anger or more questions. Or you I mean you've seen any tweet Pokemon ever makes? Like that they will just people who are mad about the shiny odds not being the same or being the same will just be mad about something else once they clarify that position they'll you know it'll be like well they're not high enough for 15 dollars uh they're the same odds as last year but last year was only five dollars and this year it's i mean you know you could find a whole bunch of different ways that that conversation changes the moment that they uh publish something like that right i mean i i think the there was like a japan group that did say that like the shiny unknown or unknown was not boosted so it would have been like the one in 500 or whatever but that was the same thing they they data mined last year in GoFest that the unknown was also not boosted. Like but yes, also like unknown was boosted. <laughs> so, and that you know like that in itself is rare. So yeah, unknown as a Pokemon was boosted, but the yeah. shiny uh, the shiny odds to unknown not boosted. Sure. Okay. And we know that po- different Pokemon have different boosted. Like right now is Adventure Week. Aerodactyl is like a one in sixty. Other Pokemon are like one in five hundred. So yeah, it theoretically it's easier to get an Aerodactyl than other Pokemon. Um, I, same with like Onyx. I think Onyx is boot or not. I I shouldn't say boosted. They just they just have higher odds. Higher odds because base, they their spawn base odds are higher. Yeah, less frequently. Is that what it is? Is based on you think? I think so. I think weird. sometimes it seems weird. It feels like the ones that don't. It always made me feel weird that like the ones that don't have an evolution are typically the ones you find have a higher shiny rate. Because it's like, I want the ones that I need three of <laughs> to have the oh, higher shiny rate. Mm. But it doesn't ever seem like that. It's the other way around, you know, the yeah. Dreadigans and the, well, I guess Onyx has Steelix, but and the Aerodactyl and things like that. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, you know, Steve talked to Niantic, the Niantic saying they didn't mess up the shiny odds. Maybe you had bad luck. It's possible. Like, like I can, you know, I, I, I've been to every single GoFest the the second ever go fest which was in the chicago zoo area i can't remember. lincoln park maybe i think it was called like m- my wife and i played the entire day uh she got one shiny she got a shiny plusle and she didn't even realize it was shiny i like i was like oh shiny plusle and she's like why are you lying to me i was like no that's a shiny and she's like no it's not and i was like cat I'm, i promise you it's it's a shiny plusle and i don't even remember what i got i think i maybe got like 12 or something that weekend when when it was back at millennial park the weekend after or the year after you know, I had friends that got 20, 30 shinies and I didn't get anything for like the first four hours of that event. I ended up walking away with like five or six shinies, but I, I had people look at me being like, are are you tapping and running away? Are you like tapping everything and checking? Are you like, yes, yeah, I, I know how to play, but <laughs> like I'm almost level 48. I know how to play this, this video game. <laughs> It, it's it's funny because i think that people do and i don't I mean, obviously not everybody but a lot of people have a fundamental misunderstanding of how odds work or like how you know when they see the number one in 64 they think that if they've caught 64 of them 
one should be a shiny, yeah. right? Because it's one in 64. Same with the legendary raids that are one in 19. And I've done 19 of them. How do I not have a shiny? That's not how odds work, but a lot of people just don't fully. It's either that they don't understand it or they just don't like. Or they want to just, or, or whatever. Are, are, it's you're like, saying oh, well. they're suckers at casinos. Is that, is that? <laughs> yeah, it's just, uh, I do hear that a lot though. It's, 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 it's like, um, surprise almost when you don't get it in a certain amount of whatever. And it, I get that. Like, I understand that those are the odds, but I mean, how many times have we done, what were you five times over odds on an Articuno in let's mm-hmm. go or something like yeah. that? I mean, like how With many times charm. are you over odds on things? Like. It, that's not it you know you're just rolling a 64 sided die every time you click on a pokemon or whatever that's I, 164 right I can, so i can think of situations like and this was a real situation on charmander community day back back when that was the first charm for, well there's been two Charmander. the first charmander community day, i mm-hmm. went to a brand new place it was the first time i ever played at elm grove village park um it was me my wife and another person and I I walk relatively fast, and I and my wife does not. She's very slow, and she stops a lot, and she can't walk and catch right. So like mm. I I would, you know, she would walk at her own pace, and I she'd be like, you know, just you know, do your power walk, go ahead, you know, because I'm trying to catch as many as I can. That entire commute day, you know, with incense on, the whole park being lured up, a fantastic place to play Pokemon Go. I got three Charmanders that entire three hours. And Irene's experience, I mean, she walked away with, I think, nine. And there was a situation where we were walking towards the the bathrooms in the park. And she clicked on a Charmander, and it was shiny. And she caught it. And the next Charmander she clicked, it was shiny. And she caught it. And the third Charmander she clicked was shiny. And she caught it. (laughs) Like, this is just RNG. Yep. Like, she got three in a row at at this community at this park and i got three the entire time like my game wasn't broken right uh her game wasn't broken yeah i i i i do think there is a a reason probably why people felt that there was less shinies i think there's two reasons um the first reason is the reason that niantic acknowledged on twitter but did not acknowledge in this blog post which was incense was broken so they changed incense for people to play at home which was very mm-hmm. it was very nice na- like i mean we can we can spend an hour with the incense <laughs> debate but you know yeah. <laughs> you bought a 15 dollars ticket maybe it was raining maybe you have covid maybe you just couldn't be outside for a long times for whatever reason and so at least you could turn on incense get a pokemon spawn every minute instead of every five minutes and play at home mm-hmm. that was awesome for them to do whether or not you agree with the incense change prior. Right. Um, but the but they even they tweeted this like 18 hours after GoFest started in New Zealand. It took them 18 hours to tweet it, I believe. Um that hey, there are some technical difficulties with incense where Pokemon are are either staying on the map too long and when you tap them they despawn because they should have been despawned or they're despawning too fast. For the first couple hours of GoFest, I thought this was just me. Mm. I, w- I would get out of a Pokemon encounter. I would see an unknown pop in. I would tap it, and then it would instantly disappear. And I was like, oh, I shouldn't have spent that long trying to catch that Tropius. I should have mm-hmm. like, just left the Tropius, checked for the unknown, 
and, and I missed it. And for and for me, because I had so many people watching me, because they were playing at home, they were like, the same thing is happening to me. <laughs> and then it didn't click to me where I watched a Galarian Daramaka spawn in. I wasn't tapping anything. I watched it spawn in. I tapped it, and then it, it just poofed. And that was... the. And then Niantic did tweet that, like, incense is kind of broken right now and it remained broken all weekend um did it really yeah it it did the same thing on sunday as well i guess i just thought like you did i guess i just thought i wasn't clicking on things quick enough i never actually noticed i actually never noticed that wow interesting because i was using incense the whole time um i mean it works sometimes i mean like not everything you tapped on like poofed Right, but sure. I would, sure. I would say for me, it felt like it was fifty-fifty of whether an incense Pokemon, mostly unknown, um, were going to actually like let me tap on them or not. Huh? And they didn't mention that in the blog post. <laughs> they they like, did not. So they're not. So that's not going to be a makeup. <laughs> uh, they did not, even though they tweeted about it. Huh. So I, I think that definitely does affect, you know people's experience that's like one pokemon that's that's 60 pokemon an hour and if 30 of them were untappable because of the incense issue sure that could feel like you are getting less shiny pokemon 30 pokemon not being able to be tapped on because they're instantly running away is is a lot yeah no that's a bigger problem than i mean that's a that's definitely an issue compared to anything else people are you know you know, complaining about that's, that's, that's actually more, that's actually like a problem. <laughs> the, the other thing is just the, the Pokemon pool, I think probably skewed some people's thoughts of getting less shinies. <laughs> like not clicking on stuff they didn't want. Right. Yeah. So, um, so for the record, I, I have no problem with community day Pokemon being in GoFest pools. I think of Slackoth, like I don't need another shiny Slackoth, I think ever. Yeah. Uh, I think I have like <laughs> 22 of them. <laughs> but Slackoth Community Day was over two years ago. Mm-hmm. And it was one day. Well, I guess there was a ma- there was a makeup day. There there was uh you know it, it the the community day thing is always funny to me because like you know, if you if you miss um, Chimchar Community Day, for example, and you want a shiny Chimchar today, good good luck. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> like uh, I don't even think Chimchar is spawning. Even if it wasn't, even if Adventure Week was not happening, I don't think Chimchar is in the current overall world moot pool right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously, you could trade for it, but I am sure there are thousands. Hundreds of thousands of people out there that don't have shiny slack off. Um, and th- these are probably casual people who, who maybe, you know, don't play every community day, don't have time to play every community day, missed a community day, just started playing a year ago, just started playing a month ago, just started playing a week ago, right? I have zero problem with like a Pokemon like slack off or C dot being featured in the GoFest move pool. Although I, I don't think I clicked a single slack off the entire weekend. And I don't think I clicked a single C dot the entire weekend. Right. But but Mudkip and Sfeel, which also littered the Pokemon pool, 
just had they just both had community days recently mm-hmm. and, same and, month right? and it was like i don't these are these are more pokemon i don't need right. um so that that was a little uh that was I mean, like a little discouraged not discouraging but like you know a bummer i know and i do agree with you and no they weren't the same month i guess mudkip was the following month but anyways um I agree, but I actually, I'll take it a step further. I do, I don't have a problem with a couple community day Pokemon being in there. I thought there were too many, I, I, like, because I get it too. You know, some people weren't playing two years ago when Slackoth had a community day. Sure. However, there are a lot more Pokemon that can be shiny and you have a bunch of players who you could be giving those shinies to who were here two years ago playing the slack off community day that also doesn't hurt the new player who didn't play the slack off community day if say they made another pokemon that wasn't slack off shiny instead so let's say they made skitty shiny right like that doesn't that doesn't take away from the fact that the player who didn't play slack off community day doesn't have the chance at getting a different shiny but that also makes the larger not the larger but the player base who did also play that community today is now getting a shiny that is less likely to have been caught before so i feel like they could have i just i feel like there were more community day pokemon than i would have liked in those pools which led to a couple of the hours not being as exciting for me to play as 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 someone trying to catch a bunch of shinies I, I think though that this is a problem with um like let's let's say for example they 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 turned on more new shinies and then got rid of less shiny eligible Pokemon. Like like Venipede was was in the Pokemon pool. Venipede mm-hmm. couldn't be shiny and I don't think um I don't think people are, are head over heels about Venipede, but <laughs> I think I, I think I caught three of them the entire time. <laughs> but the the problem I think is we are we we have we have like five pokemon left in gen 5 we have one pokemon left in gen 3 we have um six pokemon left in gen 4 or something like that right we have 10 pokemon left in gen 6 uh we're halfway through gen 7 and all gen 1 pokemon are shiny all gen 2 pokemon are shiny we know that probably if they decide to do a hoenn fest all gen 3 pokemon will be shiny like it, it, it's not like Niantic suddenly has more Pokemon to pull from for future events. No, but I mean, this goes to a bigger discussion of like, I wish that they weren't, they didn't market their events to be. Let's catch a bunch of shinies because honestly, I feel people, like they don't market it that way though. They do market it that way though. Come on, if you're lucky, trainer, like that's yeah, like in yeah. everything. Like, I feel like whole, if that's... if I was to pick the thing they're marketing, it was Tropius, it was unknown, it was Shaman. Yeah, but they they but they also throw in like and then there's all these new shinies coming out. Yeah, you know? yeah, you're and right. And there's all these I mean, they definitely market because people pick because people enjoy it. Like it's it's something people like people like catching shiny pokemon but i mean niantic is messaging it in their events in a way that get people to want to catch shiny pokemon i mean it's not i'm not just talking go fest but like adventure week right like they're 
they they put new shinies in this week in the fourth Tortuga and uh, Archon, and they're in eggs and tasks. And I just feel like they're making they they're making the point of them being shiny a, a bigger deal, and good for them because people are going to play and people are going to hatch a bunch of eggs and people are going to do a bunch of tasks because they want those shinies. But it's Niantic's marketing that is leading to people being like, well, I want those shinies. They're introducing those shinies. Whereas, uh, you know, I I think it'd be nice if they could figure out a way to focus these events away from shiny Pokemon. And then they wouldn't have to worry so much about uh, when they do want to go and have an event where there are a bunch of new shinies. Yeah, I think I think part of that that problem is like there's not a lot to do after you hit level f- like at, when you're done with the game, right? Not done not like done done with the game, but like if you just started playing Pogo, you have your Pokédex complete, you have the whole like level up system to do. Um you're still discovering like raids and friends and all that stuff for the first time. If you've been playing since day 1, like it takes like and you're past level 40 like me like i i have done everything i need to do to get from 47 to 48 except experience and so my option is to either grind like literally just grind or turn on lucky eggs which is paying the money to grind faster to get to what 48 where the game doesn't change at all <laughs> sure um so uh, but th- so my options are to like grind pokemon for gbl um grind for shinies um maybe grind and catch for like luckies like i think i almost think there's like there needs to be another thing to do um for for late stage people because shinies is kind of like the 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 end game stuff for for pogo yeah but that's the problem i mean that that's on niantic they can they need to i feel like they need to add other features to the game whether that be um i mean i do love when they do special research i I know a lot a whole lot of people like read the stories of the special research and all of that but i think it's interest those things are interesting i think it would be cool if they had more opportunities to uh come across different types of multi-step research that aren't just during a specific event you know i i think there are ways to create different kinds of adventures or uh quests to go on in the game i think there could be different ways of making um battling different ways of battling or maybe different ways of for instance getting a legendary that doesn't include having to raid with you know five or six other people you know what if you did quests in some way that could eventually lead you to a mewtwo or a whatever the new legendary is i mean just other ways of playing the game that aren't just what's there now because with what's there now you're right there is you get to a point where i'm not i'm not level 47 i'm level 44 i believe and it's solely because i did not want to do the battles to get to level 44 for so long um but now i'm going through all the rocket stuff and doing that but it's like there's nothing more to it it's let's do a hundred rocket battles and all the rocket battles are the same yeah right like put together a quest where in the quest you are like you're and you end up battling like nine or ten different rocket 
team rocket members and there's differences to each of those things and the prizes that they give you are a little bit you know better and i feel like like why not you know why not add that in there and maybe i'm not and then maybe my only goal isn't like well now i need to get a shiny of everything maybe there is other goals that you can have and i i mean i'm not i don't work for niantic i don't know what that looks like or what they have planned but i just think that regardless of how uh, quickly or slowly they put shinies out for people they eventually will run out mm-hmm. <laughs> and they need to come up with a solution on how to keep people playing the game once those types of things do run out yeah i think i think they've gotten better at that like i look at adventure week and what 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 do they want the they're, the thing they actually want is for you to walk 25 kilometers i think yeah um, they and, do and they they did introduce um like new shinies but w- there was a point where i when when niantic and this is just me i i know other players are different when niantic would release a new shiny it felt to me like i could go out for two or three nights in a row and get that shiny eventually by playing incredibly hard and i did mm-hmm. do that i would like to drive downtown milwaukee park the car where spawns were really good i would turn on incense i would walk for like two hours and then, you know, if I didn't get it, I'd go back the next night, two hours. Um, and the last time I think I did that was like that, that Pikachu with the black hat. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, rem- I remember that vividly. I remember you doing that and talking about that with you. Then they just started releasing so many and I just couldn't I couldn't keep up anymore. But that's that's why I'm saying that you could that they could have had other shinies in the event where you a day one player doesn't have there's a there are once they started releasing them more often there are a lot of that you or i may not have and there are some people who have all of them or close to all of them Mm -hmm. but that then also doesn't take away from a new player getting that new shiny as well but the slack off being in there is great for the new player who didn't play that community today but it is a and it is a repeat for us who did play the community today and you'll always have that there'll always be the one person who has every shiny but I just think that there are, there is a large portion of people who still play the game who played Sackoth Community Day where that was a bit of a, ah, why click on that? Or, yeah. ah, you know, I don't need that. I already have, like you said, 20 of them. Yeah. Um, so some comparisons here for the, this is off uh, the self road, uh, 2021 spawn pool. There were 53 wild Pokemon that could spawn in 2021. Nine of the 53. Pokemon could not be shiny. Uh, five of the 53 were starters. Eight of the 53 were Pokemon that had a community day prior to GoFest. 12 of the 18 incense exclusive Pokemon could not be shiny. Two wow. of the 18 incense exclusive Pokemon were shiny eligible unknown letters. Three of the 18 incense Pokemon uh, were exclusive regional forms. All 12 non-shiny incense exclusive spawns were final evolutions of Pokemon. I believe that would have been like Gardevoir and Flygon, for example, if I remember that event. Was that when Gardevoir had the hat? Had the hat, yeah. right? Because that was the Meloetta stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there were 61 wild Pokemon this year. So that's an increase of eight. 23 of the 61 wild Pokemon could not be shiny. And last year was nine. 
Wow. Um, so I think, again, this is why people feel that the shiny odds were broken. They weren't. Mm-hmm. It's just these numbers are going to, these numbers kind of explain why. Mm-hmm. Um, so f- last year, five of the wild Pokemon were starters. This year, 15 of the wild <laughs> yeah. Pokemon were starters. <laughs> last year. All of them except for Kalos, right? Yeah, I think so. Almost. Last almost. year, eight of the wild Pokemon had community days prior this year 15 of the wild pokemon had community days prior um last year 12 of the 18 incense pokemon not shiny this year only four of the incense pokemon were not shiny but incense is broken (laughs) (laughs) last year three incense were regionals this year two were regionals although i would say these two regionals were kind of better um Uh, and then four of the incense exclusive Pokemon were shiny, eligible, unknown letters. So that was G-O-U-B. Last year, I think it was just G-O. Correct. Yeah. And were the regionals last year, they were ones that were more so like Eastern Western Hemisphere, like Zangoose and Viper and Sock and throw. Uh, Durant and Heatmore. It was Durant, Heatmore, Sock, Throw, right? Oh, right, right. That's right. Zangoose and Viper was the year before. Yep. So yeah, the, the, I think I think if you just like look at that data, there there was there was a lot of there was twenty three Pokemon that couldn't even be shiny as opposed to nine, and a lot of the other Pokemon that could be shiny were community Pokemon that you've probably already had. And I would mm-hmm. I would maybe wager to bet a lot of the people voicing their opinion negatively about Pokemon Go, which by all means like totally you know you you spent the money complain how you want. We're probably are probably Pokemon fans that do do community days that were looking forward to this event that are shiny hunters and they felt like they didn't get what they what they paid for, which is, you know, a boosted shiny event because they want new shinies. They they already have CDOT. They already have Sveal. They already have Slackoth. Why tap on those? Right. I'm sure there are some players that tapped on everything. I didn't. I mean, I I would consider myself a hardcore Pokemon Go player. I think I tapped one seed out the entire time, and I think <laughs> I think the only time I tapped on like a, a Sfeel or something was because my Pokeball Plus failed to catch it. And I was like, oh, I got to manually catch a Sfeel. Um <laughs> But I I do uh, I do yeah. think that, uh, gosh, I I do think that there is a a problem with basing your enjoyment of event purely over shinies. Although I do understand it. So it's like hard to say that because like, again, I, I, I agree with you and I don't base my enjoyment of event solely over shinies because as, as we'll talk about, like my, I didn't get a lot of shinies, but I thought that the event was wonderful. I actually really enjoyed it. But again, I feel like Niantic markets these things in a way to where it's like, come get your shinies. Mm-hmm. And so I don't blame people for going into that and then being disappointed when they don't get their shinies, whether that's bad luck, whether that's they made a lot of them community day shinies. And so people just didn't click on them, whatever it may be. I still feel like Niantic does hold power to the messaging. And even if they do try to amp up other portions of it, they still give a lot to there being an, a boosted shiny rate, which gets people excited for that. It's kind of like Niantic knows what people want. And so they don't have to give them, they don't have to like over 
like overdo the marketing on it, but they know what people are excited for. Or so when they put out even a little bit toward that, they know what they're doing. And so I don't blame people who, you know, didn't get any shinies or got very few shinies and, and wanted more. Um, but I would say, I don't think that that is the, like, I don't think that's how you should, um, define how good an event is for you. But I do feel like Niantic is a part of that. Uh, I don't want to call it a problem, but it's a part of it's, it's you know, it is what it is, but I, I Niantic it, does it, have power in that. I think it is a problem for, for people in general. And I fell into this very early on in Pogo. Uh, and I, I kind of shook myself out of it because like, because I, I, I don't want to say, I, I feel like there, there is a player out there. Sorry if I'm calling you out directly that based their enjoyment on the event purely on how many shinies they got. And like I used with the Charmander example, I could play as hard as possible and only get three in three hours and watch my wife get three in a row at a toilet in the middle of a park and be like, what am I doing wrong? But the reality mm -hmm. is I'm not doing anything wrong. It's all just RNG that I cannot control. I mm -hmm. guess I could maybe control how fast I walk or I could control where I'm actually playing. Or I can control whether or not I, I want to stop to talk to people or get a drink of water. But when I, when I look at these events, I, I, I feel like I need to step back or I tell myself to step back and be like, I just want to have a good time and I just mm -hmm. want to enjoy the day and I want to be around people that like Pokemon as much as I do. And that makes the events so much more enjoyable to me instead of don't talk to me. I can't stop to eat. I can't I can't stop to play. I need to get as many shinies as possible because reasons. Um <laughs> and you know, I I I was joking on my stream of like, you know, we had an hour left. I only had three shinies for the day. And I'm like, you know, if we just get one more shiny in the last hour, this go fest will be awesome. And I and I I did. I found another shiny. And then I was like, but what if we just got one more shiny before <laughs> like 55 minutes left? Then the Scofest would be really awesome. And I do mm -hmm. think players fall into this trap of like, they'll be like, well, I just want one more. And, but mm -hmm. it's never one more. It's, ne it's never one more. I don't think I've... That is a, a trap of life. <laughs> not, not just Pokemon <laughs> Go. That is uh, you know, many things in life. <laughs> so, but, yes. but, but again, you know, if shinies are the most important things in the world for you and you spent $15 and you only got two and you were super upset. I, I get it. I, I, de I understand. I'm not trying to tell you to like suck it up and like don't feel bad. But right. if I look at the whole event for $15, I thought day one was actually great. Um, I love the catch challenges. Uh, mm. I think for me, it like prioritizes, you know, I want to catch everything before I start shiny checking because it feels like I've completed that hour. I've completed that quest. And mm -hmm. sometimes when the, there's that last Pokemon, um, it's like, okay, we're on, we're on Shroomish watch. God, and somebody <laughs> let me know when you see a Shroomish this is the last one I need. We're on Shroomish watch. Nothing's getting done until that Shroomish is found. Right. Like it, there, mm -hmm. to me, there's like uh, an enjoyment in the collection challenges. Mm -hmm. um, I thought the shaman stuff was really great. And and I think this goes back to like complaining about, you know, not get, being worth $15 because I'm because, you know, you're right. Niantic does weigh the shiny stuff very heavily. But 
they they do make a whole day out of it. Like you kind of have you're kind of forced to play four hours at least on Saturday mm-hmm. to complete the four quests they have, and then to finish off the shaman stuff. Um, and I think what they did really, I think what they did with the easy, normal, hard path, and whether you want to do exploring, catching, or battling, I think was fantastic. And I hope that that comes back, and I hope that the rewards are a little bit different. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, like, because the, I, I was originally going to go in of like, oh, I want to catch, right? Like, that's what the game, like, definitely not battling. I don't want to see any Team Rocket. I don't want to do any GBL. I'm not, somebody out there loves that stuff. It ain't me. And originally I was going to go in with catching. And then I realized that I think catching isn't my favorite part of Pogo. And all this time I kind of thought it was. But when Niantic was like, oh, exploring is an option. And I looked at it and it was like, walk and spin these stops. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, I actually like that more in Pogo and that's actually the thing I do like. Like, I like going to a new city and, like, looking at that gym and being like, oh, that gym is um, a restaurant I've never heard of or um, a video game store that's like a mom pa shop or a, a statue or a lake. or And I want to walk to that. I guess this was the go fest or the point in the game where, like, Niantic clearly separated, like, three types of players. And it didn't feel like they forced separated them. Like exploring is just a part of Pogo. And mm-hmm. that's where I fall into. And I thought the entire time I was I was the catching part of it. Right. Right. Yeah. See, that's kind of and I've I feel the same way. Now I don't I, I am interested in like what somebody who really likes battling, like if somebody really likes battling and they are someone who really like, like wants to catch shinies. I feel like you're a little bit at a a bit of a crossroads there. But for me, I chose the catch path and because I really love I really love catching Pokemon. Like it's just exploring is fun for me too and walking around and stuff, but it's something about like opening the phone, just clicking on what's around you. It's just it's simple. It's like it's something you can do when you're just trying to take your mind, take a little break from whatever you happen to be doing. Uh, like, I really just love that, like, experience of just catching a Pokemon, opening your phone, catching stuff. So I definitely went catch route. Uh, and then also I felt like that gave me the most opportunity to uh, be checking for shinies anyway. So because you're, you're catching everything. So that's the route I went. And I went with the uh, most difficult one. I forget what the names of them are, but I went with the most difficult one. And which wasn't in my opinion, very difficult. I think the (laughs) only thing that made it that could have made it more difficult in the way of, um, I don't know what do you want to call it? Like skill maybe is there was a lot of, you had to do a lot of excellent throws at one Mm, point. Yeah. 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 My friend Vince went, went the catching one and they, mm -hmm. I think one was like two excellent throws in a row and they were like, Oh, I'm never going to get this. And I was like, Oh, but you wait till that whale morale comes back and you'll be able to, Yep, exactly, exactly. Yeah, there was one. It was the two excellence in a row. But I, I, you know, my like Irene, she can't. I don't think mm. she's ever done an excellent throw. <laughs> so yeah, like, I definitely. I mean, I so that the master path would have been very bad for her if she decided to do that. Right, right. And so, you know, then there were people who were saying, "Well, what's the point of doing the master path? Because 
you know, you get the same rewards as the beginner or the not beginner. Uh, what, what was it? Relaxed, right? It was called relaxed mm-hmm. was the, the one of them. Um, for one, I like the gold <laughs> sticker, which is a ridiculous reason to go for that one, but I like the gold. Uh, so I wanted the gold sticker, but also I enjoy doing the tasks. So the more amount of more time that those tasks are taking throughout the day, especially when they are just tasks that are what I'm already doing. I like that feeling of like, okay, now cool. Now I've caught a 14th species. Now I've caught a 15th species. Like I like doing those tasks. So I wanted them to take more of my day. I wanted them to now had it been, had it not been focused and had there been, you know, the master path, which included, you know, catching, exploring and battling, I would have felt differently because I didn't want to battle. I didn't want to see any go rocket members. Like you said, I didn't want a GBL, but because it all came down to catching and that was what I was doing. And that's what I really enjoy. I was like, yeah, let me, let me do the one that's, that's harder again. Only really what the only part that was harder skill wise was the excellent throws. Everything else was, it was just catch more of a thing than the other paths were right. So it's like, I think it was like, instead of catching five different species of Pokemon, it was like catch 15 different species of Pokemon. Yeah. I think not harder. It's just more, right, just right, right. more work, you know, I think for um, the master path for the, the exploring, it was like spin 10 stops. And then the next one was like spin 20 stops. And right, you know, I'm, right. I'm continuing to move because, you know, I, li- I like walking and exploring. So like that wasn't hard. It was just, it took longer for me to complete. Right. Exactly. And that's what I was, that's what I wanted. It's like, I want this to take up more of my day. Um, even if it is the same rewards and the same stuff as the relaxed path, I do like having that there. Um, so I enjoyed, I, I really did enjoy the way that they did that. And I, I really do hope that they bring choosing paths like that to more events in the future. And I know some of the events that they already have planned out and some of the things that we've seen, they don't like that doesn't really work so much for what it is. Like if there's a story attached to it or if there is something like if it's all about Team Rocket, there isn't really a way to get around having to do Team Rocket battles, you know, but I feel like they could make events in the future where there are choices like that. And I, I really don't see a, a downside to I, I never really see a downside to having more options so yeah i think that um, was really good i i thought the paths were great i i when you said the the you know the example of the person being like well, why aren't the rewards better it's just a sticker and i can't help but think like these are the same people that want their like want to collect like certain metals in pokemon go <laughs> or want like 50 yeah. shiny bidoofs and it's like all yeah. of this is pointless like, yeah. like, yes, you don't get more incense or you don't get more incubators or whatever, but like you, you keep the stickers like you can show somebody that like, look, I did it. I did the harder thing. Mm-hmm. Just like you can be like, look, I, I completed my fighting medal. It's platinum now. I look, I did a thousand mega evolutions. Look at how good of a gamer I am. <laughs> like, it's all pointless. <laughs> It is. And with also when you when you're talking about the showing the sticker to show uh that you did the harder one, also in your list of special challenges or your special research list, it tells you Pokemon Go Fest twenty twenty two 
it tells you the ca- uh, path catch and then it tells you in parentheses which yeah. difficulty you did so i can then show somebody my phone and be like i did the harder path <laughs> yeah it's, it's, so you know gotta uh, love to show that stuff off would it be nice if they the rewards were slightly better yeah of course and hopefully the niantic makes that change in the future um mm-hmm. i think i think day one uh, you know the the hard part about having these conversations is like we literally had to spend 30 minutes talking about shinies because we have to like separate that out of literally from everything else yep. because most people look at these events and they just focus on shinies and it's like well you also paid for shaman you also paid for raid passes you also paid for a story you also paid for catch challenges you also paid for you you paid for a lot um and the items are i think are the thing that you really do kind of have to also though base things off of honestly like you know people are like well i I don't i don't raid (laughs) you know it's like okay well sorry but they did give you 15 dollars worth of raid passes (laughs) you know like you you don't have to buy the ticket yeah but you know when they price them out and you see what you get you know, like you were just saying, 18 raid passes, which is uh, 18 raid passes are in the um, the ultra box for $15, right? Along with a few other things. But 18 raid passes, multiple lucky eggs or incubators, what, depending on which path you did, multiple um, Incense. Uh, maybe star pieces. Uh, there were multiple items that definitely were worth more than $15. And if you're if you're pointing out that, well, I don't, I wouldn't have bought those things anyway. It's like, well, you didn't have to buy the ticket then, but you know, th- everything has I a mean, price. I mean, $15 so, is cheaper than flying to Africa to get Tropius. $15 is cheaper than flying to India to get Torkoal. That's true too. The regionals. Yeah. And I wasn't even if, thinking about if that. You, if, if you were like, well, I could just trade for those Pokemon. Yeah. Okay. Then, then, then wait. trade for them and don't spend $15 <laughs> right. on the ticket. Then just yeah. wait for your friends to like, but the, the 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 question could be like maybe you don't have anyone to trade with, so this is your only way to get Torkoal. This is your only way to get uh, Tropius. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, I th- I thought day one was great. Um, from from a standpoint of a variety of Pokemon, uh, the collection challenge, the the relaxed to master path quest line, the ending screen with Shaman. Mm-hmm. I thought day one was, very good. was awesome. And I ended up getting, I think, eight shinies on day one or something like that. And that was cool, too. That was like one shiny an hour. And mm-hmm. the incense thing 100% sucked that it was like broken. And I think that was maybe the the main, my main complaint was the incense stuff being broken. Mm-hmm. Uh, day two, I thought was bad. And I know that not every GoFest could probably be so like last year was the day their day two was Hoopa. The hoop mm-hmm. the, the the ring opened up, Hoopa summoned all the legendaries, legendaries were on different rotations, um for the for the eight hours or whatever. And that was fantastic. And it was for me, I, I think I benefited the most from being in one of the best places to do that go fest, uh, which was Mall of America, uh, where they have like ten gyms. And thousands of people also playing Pogo. So you could get into a raid. It would fill up the 20 instantly. And y- you, like, you would spend so little time doing the raid because 20 people were there that mm-hmm. you could just jump in another raid. And for Niantic's big lead up to day two of Ultra Beast and only having one Ultra Beast. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was like, I... <laughs> 
it, it's very jarring to go from like 20 different legends to one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I kind of, and, and, and I will say I'm really disappointed with how the Ultra Beasts were just introduced in general. I thought the storyline with Ren or Re, sorry, mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Like that part I didn't have a problem with. I thought that was actually one of the better told stories that Niantic has done in the game. Um, and I thought the quest line for that was great. I just think like what they wanted us to do felt it's raid day slash battle day slash team rocket. And it's like, okay, well, team rocket's not doing anything new. There, there's no like special like Giovanni holding on to like shadow Nihiligo or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just Nihiligo. It can't be shiny, um, which is like not that big of like not the end of the world. Um, but if I was to revision, like if I was to like put my spin on it, there's n- literally no difference between an ultra wormhole and an egg spawning on a, on a gym. Right. And I think that's a little disappointing. I also mm-hmm. think that there are ultra beasts that are more special than other ultra beasts. Guzzlord, Poiple, um, uh, Naganadal, Poiple's evolution. Mm-hmm. I think those are special. So to give a special storyline to Nihiligo, does that mean Buzzwell? Does that mean Cartana? Does that mean um, Faramosa? Are they going to get special storylines too? No, I think that Nihiligo deserved a special storyline because of the part it played in Pokemon Sun and Moon. Mm, It was like the, it was what came to our world. Yeah, it was like the first one that showed up. Yeah, and it was what that it was what Lusamine like that whole storyline was based around like Nihilego in some in some way. I feel like it was I feel like it was definitely worth having a special story for. I I guess I think what I would have rather seen is like five Ultra Beasts show up, which actually what is what happens in Sun and Moon. Like Nihilego does show up in front of Lusamine, but at the same time, like Buzzwell shows up in front of Hala. And uh, I can't remember who shows up. Like, like they they all open up at the uh, pr- roughly the same time. Yeah, but they don't all go back to the dimension of that <laughs> <laughs> ultra beast and then like become hypnotized by. But it. you you don't think it would have been a better Sunday if there was literally more than one ultra beast to raid? Oh no, that's not what I said at all. Yeah. I if if we're talking about what I think for that for that Sunday, I think it should have been like you said, more than one. Uh, and like I would have loved it if, yeah, definitely. I was thinking like four. I was thinking four, and I think that when entering the gym to do the raid, it would have been cool if they would have made it in that Pokemon's home world, like home dimension. Oh, okay, so what I was being in the gym. So what I was thinking is, if you want to make the egg and the this is this is also like business brain. If they if Niantic wanted to make more money, mm-hmm. like. When you go through the ultra wormholes in Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon, you do mm-hmm. not know which wormhole you are going into. Ooh, yeah. So right. if if an egg is going to, ha- if you have to wait for an egg to hatch, and then the egg hatches into Groudon Kyogre, you know exactly what it is after it hatches. If they wanted to make the Ultra Beast mechanic differently, it should just be like this wormhole is now open. You can queue up for it. You do not know which one you are getting. <laughs> so if if they're like there are four ultra beasts throughout Sunday, 
it's possible that you could get like Nyligo, 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 Cartana, and then be like, oh, I'm still missing Faramosa. And then it would encourage that trainer to keep raiding mm-hmm. because they need to find the Faramosa one. Instead, I feel like you have players that are like, I did one Nyligo. I'm I'm done. What am I supposed right. to do for seven more hours? Like, I guess I could keep do- like I literally used my free raid passes for Pikachu because I was like I could get a shiny Pikachu and I- shiny Pikachu is going away. It will never come back. I know. I was I, my first two shinies mm-hmm. of GoFest were Pikachu. And Ni- I was very excited about that. <laughs> and Nihiligo <laughs> will come back. Right. So it's like you could still introduce some sense of urgency to be like. I want all four Ultra Beasts, and yet they will eventually come back, but you're giving me Frayed Raid Passes, everyone's playing at the same time, Uh, there's like a random roulette of like, maybe I'll get Buzzwell, maybe I'll get Faramosa, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like that just would have been more exciting and more engaging than like, every, everyone is Nihiligo, I did one Nihiligo, um, yeah, I'll, I'll wait until Nihiligo comes back to do it more when it's shiny. Well, I think throwing it throwing it in a different direction. Um, I honestly don't think that I, I'm. I kind of don't like that they introduced the Ultra Beasts during GoFest. I would have rather it been something that happened in its own event or like in its own in its own way, because there are eleven of them, I believe. Right, eleven Ultra Beasts. I think so yeah, I feel like there could have been a, a larger story around that. Kind of throwing it into GoFest, and then, like you said, just having there be one. A lot of people, like, like you know, it's like, how many people in Slack chat were like, this is a one and done, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, well, the other thing I was, you know. Like, if they wanted to go a lore route, because they were like, a new legendary is coming to five-star raids. Like, lore-wise, I felt like they should have done um, Type Null. Because mm-hmm. Type Null mm-hmm. is designed to stop the Ultra Beast. You know mm-hmm. what? Type Null also evolves, which means you would have to do multiple Type Null raids to evolve it to Savali. Mm-hmm. And then just do something like, hey, when Savali's fighting an Ultra Beast, you get like a 5% damage boost. Right. Like, lore-wise, right. they could have done that too. Mm-hmm. Like, there was really literally no reason to do more than one Nihiligo, unless you're one of those insane players out there that wanted a perfect Nihiligo. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree with you. I think that day two had, there was more that could have been done with day two. Um, Going back, just, you know, you were mentioning like day one, day two. I agree with what you were saying. I think day one was was done very well. I enjoyed day one a lot. Uh, I did it in, I did day one in three parts. So I spent the morning with my son, my four-year-old son. We went out to um, Balboa Park. It's a local park near our house. Uh, you were there a couple of years ago when yeah, you yeah. were here. Um, so we went all around there. It was great. We had a really fun time just catching stuff and just going around the park and everything. It was a good time. And then we took a break. Like we came home and had lunch and I actually spent uh, about an hour of the, you know, go fest at home, just, you know, catching stuff on incense while I was uh, eating lunch. And then I went out myself to, um, down to downtown just cause there's so many stops down there and so many Pokemon spawns. So I just parked and walked around downtown for like an hour or two. And then again, I came back, took a little like 20 minute break and then finished up the day, uh, taking a walk with my son again in our local neighborhood. 
and just caught stuff for the next, you know, hour or so walking around our neighborhood. Um, now granted I live in San Diego, the neighborhood I live in has a ton of stops, ton of gyms, the park I went to ton of stops, ton of gyms. So there's like, everything has a lot, you know, around, but just being able to like go to different parts of the city and play and not feel like super rushed in any way. Like, like last year, I don't think I would have taken a break that I don't think I did take a break or it was like, you know, I played a lot before I took a break. Whereas this year it was, I just felt like not as overwhelmed with stuff. Um, and I think part of that had to do with the fact that the, the research and the the tasks and everything were catered to a specific way of how you wanted to play because, you know, it just made things feel not as rushed. Um, a little bit of that also could have honestly been the fact that a lot of the stuff that was shiny I already had because of community past community days. I mean, so I specifically planned that, like, my lunch during the Tundra hour because the yeah. only thing I think I needed in Tundra was Dharamaka. And I was like, that's incense. That, that's incense anyway. So that's, yeah, you know, that's, and the incense is the same when and, you're stationary or not. Right. So. so I can just sit and eat lunch and hope that Dharamaka comes to me. I mean, it didn't, but you know yeah like was... i i didn't feel bad sitting down i i, I did i took a, a 35 minute lunch break to mm-hmm. eat and it felt great it definitely re-energized me for the rest of the afternoon and mm-hmm. when the seattle go fest coming up like there's a built-in hour where their go fest is not happening oh that's cool it's like four hours and then an hour of nothing because uh the seattle one is you either start off in the city or you start off in the park and then that hour break is when people switch uh, so it's like okay okay really actually clever and uh, the built-in hour break i feel like kinda feel like it should be for every big, like if you're gonna make an eight hour it's like seeing a matinee is that the right word like if you're gonna see two movies back to back okay a matinee is just a daytime movie <laughs> oh okay <laughs> what's the what, double feature maybe yeah 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 okay they always put like a like a 20 minute intermission between the two movies right and a movie's right. only what like an hour and a half two hours long yeah. if you're gonna do an eight hour event i think an hour in between or 30 minutes in between is is like for a company that cares about health and cares about yes. walking Mm-hmm. now somebody listening could be like well you could just take the break yourself it's like yeah you could but also like again niantic holds that power like niantic knows they have people who won't take the break right but if they themselves are focused on health and on act and on people if they're, if they're literally healthy, their they game is like go outside and walk and don't sit on <laughs> your butt so right. yes they should also be in charge of be healthy take an yeah. actual break yes they should they should because um yes you could do it yourself they know that they have a lot of customers who will not and so they do hold that power for sure yeah and a break is a great time to eat it's a great time to clear out your storage it's a great time to trade it's a great time to like you know niantic spends so much energy talking about community and getting to know your community it's hard when half the community won't stop walking because they're (laughs) there because you you've introduced the fear of missing out fomo Mm -hmm. in your players like Mm -hmm. you have done this niantic you have because of your limited events and because of you not disclosing odds and because you don't communicate in my opinion fully of what these events entail you created a player base that is so scared 
to take a break because they feel like they're missing out on something. Mm -hmm. And at the same time, those players also are missing out on the community aspect. Like the, I talked about on the show a week or two ago how the rained out Niantic event that I went to was actually one of the first times I talked to strangers and like helped somebody do their first raid and like traded <laughs> with people. And it was literally mm -hmm. because the rain stopped us from playing. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. Uh, it, yes. I, I think that Niantic has, they hold a lot of that power. And I think that is really cool that they're doing the hour long break, uh, at GoFest um in the live go fest and to that point like you said it's not like they're turning the game off so you know if you really do want to play you can still play the game you can still do your trading clear out your stuff like it gives you opportunity to still do those things and not miss the event but i think that when you do put together such long events especially long events that involve being active that it is very good to put a break in there yeah, I, I think I think that's pretty much all I, I have. I, I I do think the event was worth fifteen dollars to me. Um I, I do think day two was bad. I do think day one was good. I do think the the challenge levels, the quest lines, the collection challenge, the shaman encounter, I thought all of that was great. I thought the Nihiligo storyline was good. I thought only Nihiligo was bad. And the, I think the only change I would have made to my playstyle is I probably would have ignored Groudon and Kyogre raids on Saturday because it took too much time mm. away from actually playing in the park I was at. Um, and I think that's... I, I, I don't see why they didn't save or at least have Groudon and Kyogre all weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, especially since the Sunday was supposed to be raid-focused. Um yep. But I, I, it took me a, it took me like two or three hours to realize, like, oh, like six people against Groudon and Kyogre, oh, take especially Kyogre, way too long. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm like, yeah, I can Pokeball Plus, but I don't see what's happening. But like, I am just sitting in that raid for for way too long, and then I'm on the catch screen for way too long, and it's like, I kind of wish I just ignored them. Yeah, I think that they should have kept them in all weekend. Also, I don't know if it was misinformation or if I was just hearing things. I thought Mewtwo was going to be in raids this weekend or GoFest weekend. Uh, Mewtwo is closer to the Pokemon Go ECG crossover. Okay, so he will be here. So I thought he was here during GoFest and then told my son that. And so all Sunday he was like, so you thought Mewtwo was here? Like, why is Mewtwo <laughs> here? So I blame Niantic for me having to explain to my son 40 times that Mewtwo was not in raids on Sunday. Look, Mewtwo got stuck in traffic. Uh, yeah. He couldn't be here. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> that'll be good when he does show up uh, later this month. But uh, yeah, I think they should have kept Groudon and Kyogre all weekend um, because... I think that Saturday, you know, give people the option, but yeah, it would have been nice to just separate it out for me. I know I did, what I did do was way too many Axew raids, <laughs> which uh, everyone warned to not do, and I totally understand that. Um, but I think that um, separating the days more and putting a few more five-star raids uh, on Sunday would have just been a little bit more enjoyable. Um I, I do agree with you. Sunday was lacking 
I think that they could have definitely done something different there. Again, I almost I would, would have rather just felt, had like, the four tapus and just be like, well, I, I need. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like honestly, like, that would have been, I would have been, I would have rather had not something new because again, like the ultra beast and maybe I'm in the minority. I absolutely love Alola the most of any region. Um, and I love everything about Alola and the ultra beasts are a big part of that as well. And I feel like they deserve a little bit more than just like, Oh, now they're here on GoFest, And now it's like, we have ultra beasts and I feel like they're just as could have been a lot more to that involving, involving ultra beasts and tapus and type null. And like, there could have just been more story to that. And, uh, and maybe there will be, maybe there will still be something, a bigger piece where, I mean, cause like in sun and moon, right? You only see Nihilego first and then comes later when everything kind of goes, goes wild. So maybe they could introduce a whole new thing down the road a little bit, but, um, yeah, I would have rather them just done maybe a repeat, some, maybe some legendaries that could be shiny in raids or something like that for Sunday. Um, and just opened it up a little bit more. Uh, because it just didn't seem like there was enough going on personally. Yeah, but how many Dartrix raids did you do? <laughs> I, I, uh, I like 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 people have to be doing them. Like, there's so many weird middle evolution that they do that like Niantic must be like, "Yep, these are making us money." I know. I I'm doesn't. I don't know. I mean, like I saw I a guess... Geodude raid down the street from me this morning, you... <laughs> and I was like, "Who is doing that? Who is paying a dollar for Geodude?" Maybe you need to complete your platinum, do 150 different species of raids or whatever thing. But (laughs) for the the record, if you have a free raid pass and you know you're not going to see another raid today and you're sitting in line at Domino's and there's a Geodude raid, I understand doing it because it's like, might as well burn this raid pass. I'm talking about the people (laughs) legit spending a dollar to do Geodude. Who are you? And stop doing that. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Definitely. Uh interesting decision i would love to meet a person that was like yep i'm doing dartrix raids <laughs> like who are you hey you've got a twitter account people can tweet people can tweet and let you know there's got to be somebody out there who was doing dartrix raids i mean i can understand the person who because we haven't really had a chance to get well eggs i guess you could hatch rowlet and eggs but uh, i mean this is your chance of getting a hundred percent iv alolan starter yeah i guess or I you know middle evolution prep them for <laughs> keep it in your storage for the next year and a half Jeez, until community like comes of, and they have a special move i feel like all my hundred percents were just straight up wild catches from like pokeball plus yeah yeah i would say most of my hundreds are are just like just pokeball plus i like yeah. caught 200 pokemon today check if any four stars yep and i'll like when i'm catching 200 pokemon i'm literally not catching 200 pokeball i'm letting my pokeball plus catch it as i walk right Right, for sure. Yep. Yeah, overall, for me, the GoFest was worth $15. I don't think it was as good as last year, uh, and that has nothing to do with price. I just think the the day one and day two last year were both incredibly solid, and this year it was only day one that was incredibly solid. Um, Although, we don't know what day three is. Um, Maybe day three is also like, hey, we fixed it. Hey, we're going to acknowledge that the incense was broken. Hey, we're going to give you an extra day for day three. I don't know what they're doing. Um, yeah, but. that's true. I didn't think about that. We still we still have day three. Oh, also, the one thing that I think they did much better, at least so far, is the way that they've done the ultra unlock. So 
right last year last every year i think they've had like an ultra unlock where we did the challenges during the go fest and we we got the ultra unlock prize so for this one it is they're actually bonuses so last year for instance the ultra unlock reward was shiny dialga and palkia those were going to happen eventually anyway like regardless of whether we had the ultra <laughs> unlock we're gonna eventually get shiny dialga and palkia yeah this year the ultra unlock is some bonuses during this adventure week as well as a research day where Kranidos and shieldon have uh boosted shiny rates yes it's like they didn't like have Sunday. to have that right we yeah. they, they could have had adventure week and Kranidos and shieldon are are here but they're not increased shiny rates so i feel like that is actually a bonus versus just hey here's the next shinies <laughs> anyways right so you know the year before that i want to say we got like Sinnoh or unova a little bit earlier or something like it's like these things were going to happen <laughs> these were yes. not bonuses i think the ultra uh, unlocks were much much better this year and yeah um, and i think when I think. when i talked to niantic about it i think they said something along the lines of like we wanted the ultra unlocks to feel like um gosh how did they word it to us i don't even know if i'm allowed to repeat this they pretty much said like we wanted the ultra unlocks to feel like it was carrying the content through the summer like it was like exciting all mm. summer mm -hmm. um and yeah i i would say that at least the first one of you know kranidos and um shield on like i look forward to that sunday event like i i i think that's very exciting so exactly um, it's like that is an actual bonus like right <laughs> you gave us increased something because we unlocked it versus here's new stuff that's going to happen anyway so i i appreciate that for for this year yeah um all right well i think we should wrap up there uh thank you for listening thank you for either subscribing on apple podcast or being a patron uh i hope you enjoyed the bonus episode um obviously uh bobby Bo bobby what's your twitter uh pkmn snaps on twitter um and then my twitter is at dragging a lake so if if you have comments concerns your experience of GoFest, i'm sure bobby and i would love to hear it i always i always like to hear what you know people's experiences are and for, for sure. as many people that said they got one or two shinies i heard a bunch of I, there were people that came into my stream that were like i'm up to 25 shinies and i was like yeah jeez uh-huh <laughs> good for you <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, sincerely, good for you. Like, I'm glad that you got amazing RNG. That's, like, awesome. Like, I'm mm -hmm. not upset. Very cool that you're, like, you're having a great weekend. Um, mm -hmm. Anyways, uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, I think we'll wrap there. I'm sure we'll have more GoFest talk on the normal episode. And I'll, specifically, I'll be streaming in, hopefully, Germany. Got to figure out the international data plan there. Um, but definitely streaming uh, for the Seattle GoFest and see what kind of experience that offers. Um, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of the Pokemon Podcast, and we are super effective.